another episode of dynasty after dark i'm your host calvin timms you can find me over on twitter at tdc underscore calvin and i am back today with another of the 2022 my guys episodes this time for the running back position now i started with the quarterbacks and the whole point of this little series that i'm doing is just to highlight a couple of guys that I think are going to really take off in 2022 for fantasy football. They're going to be very valuable this season, and then they're also going to be able to vault up draft boards next year. So you're buying in now before these guys spike in value. So the quarterbacks I did start with, go find that episode on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. If you can, while you're over there, make sure you comment and subscribe to the channel so you can find all the videos that I'm going to be putting out. But today, like I said, I want to do the running backs and the quarterbacks were a little bit easier. Justin Herbert and Trey Lance, they're not the most, uh, hot takey of of options here. The guys that I'm going to highlight today are much further down draft boards. And the first guy I want to talk about is Cam Akers with the Los Angeles Rams. So Cam Akers, he is 23 years old. Everybody kind of knows about Cam Akers. Lost most of last year to the Achilles tear. Everyone thought his division was going to be done. Uh, Essentially just thought he was going to be over but he was able to come back in the playoffs last year and wasn't the most efficient but it was six months after the Achilles tear everyone was giving him props and then when he wasn't the greatest in the playoffs decided to completely tear this guy down but he's only 23 years old currently going off the board as the dynasty running back 16 Uh, a year ago (laughs) one year ago before he tore his Achilles He was going off the board as the RB number four, so pretty big drop in one year, literally all due to the Achilles tear that I think that he has gotten over um, in his time. So Cam Akers is an interesting prospect. He's very hot or cold right now, and I want to go back first to the 2020 season, his rookie season, and look at what he was able to do in that year. Because a lot of people talk about Cam Akers, oh, he wasn't the, this hot prospect before, you know, but now everyone was high on him last year. And and yeah, everybody wanted to look at the breakout of his rookie year that he didn't have, right? Everyone is kind of ragging on him for not breaking out that first year. But if you look at it, he was pretty productive in his first season for being a rookie. Only 145 rushing attempts, 625 yards, not bad. Most of the attempts came in the second half of the season. He had a little bit of an injury that first year as well, uh, only played three of the first six games or first eight games. Sorry. So, you know, he, he had a little bit of a rocky road as a rookie, but he was averaging 4.3 yards per carry, two touchdowns. And this was all with Jared Goff before they brought in Matt Stafford. You fast forward that. And again, he only had 14 targets in his rookie season. Now, if we know anything about the The Sean McVay system, that is not something that's going to be sustainable long term. So fast forward to last year, tears his ACL, 
stinks. Everyone thinks that his career is basically over. Um, it's not going to be able to do anything from there on, but he's able to get back six months after an Achilles tear, which is just crazy right there as it is. But he's also coming back in the playoffs against some of the best teams in the NFC last year. So you look at the teams that he played against, Arizona Cardinals, not a great team, but it is a very good rushing team or run defensive team. I'll, I'll say it this way. All the teams that he played were very good against the run in the playoffs. Arizona, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. All of them were top run defenses last year. He had to play against all of them. So we all heard about how he wasn't the best 2.57 through the playoffs. You take out the Super Bowl and the Tampa Bay game, and he was over three yards a carry six months after Achilles tear. So he had 67 rushing attempts in the playoffs, which is crazy. That's a lot of attempts. He only had 172 yards, 2.57 per carry. 10 targets in those four games, um, not the greatest, but he had eight catches for 76 yards, uh, which is a pretty good clip right there, and no touchdowns on the ground or through the air. So you look at Cam Akers and what is the status going forward? At this point in time, he is over a year removed from the Achilles tear. I think that the sky is the limit. You look at the talent of this guy, and he's definitely got it. It's just the usage that we want to see. And we've all seen what Sean McVay has done with Ty Gurley in the past and what the number one guy for the Rams can be. Now, the biggest thing downside for Cam Akers right now is all of the talk coming out of camp about Daryl Henderson. Sean McVay is talking about using them as a 50-50. And the thing about that is Sean McVay, everyone forgets, did this exact same dance last year. He said, oh, Daryl Henderson's our guy. We're going to use him, blah, 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 blah. He was using him a lot in training camp. And then what was the first thing they did? They traded for Sony Michelle. They signed another backup running back last year. They do not trust Daryl Henderson. They don't trust him to stay healthy. Uh, and they also don't trust him when he's active on the field. They don't love to give him all the work on the field. So Cam Akers, if he can show anything early in this season, if he can show that he's back to full health from the Achilles tear, I think that he is going to he's going to just steal this backfield. And I think he has the talent to do so. And I think that he is going to be fully healthy now, a year and a half removed from the Achilles tear. So Cam Akers is someone that just a year ago, like I talked about, he was RB number four off the board. So I think that he's got the potential to jump back up that high. And this year he's going to cement himself as a top 12 dynasty running back. And when you look at the 16, what you can get for Cam Akers right now is crazy. He's so much cheaper than what he's actually worth. So Cam Akers is the first guy that I wanted to touch on here today. The second guy is a rookie. And this one is going to be the one that's a little bit of a... Just stand by what I actually believe. Isaiah Spiller with the Los Angeles Chargers. He was the 2022, he was a fourth round pick in this year's draft class. And he's currently running back number 42 off the board. Now, Isaiah Spiller, what to take about him? 
a lot of people, if you listen to the draft community, oh, he was a fourth round pick, so he's dust. He's done. There's, he's got no value whatsoever. I don't care about draft capital that much. The team invested in him. And when you look at, at Isaiah Spiller specifically, look at his pre-combine end of year kind of rankings, how he was talked about as the number one, number two guy equal with Brees Hall going into the combine. Okay. He had a bad combine. He didn't run as fast as people wanted him to run. Oh no. It's almost like you could see that on his game tape, but people overreacted to that. So they dropped him down the boards. And when he ended up not being a top second round pick there was no really high picks except for James Cook and Brees Hall Isaiah Spiller got buried he got buried by the draft community he's no longer a top two guys not even top three people have uh, James Cook up there and then they a lot of people are even putting Rashad White over him uh, Kenneth Walker all these other guys there's really no reason, in my opinion, to bury this guy. Now, you look at his opportunity this year. I don't care that he was a fourth-round pick. He's on a very, very good offense this year. Now, the Los Angeles Chargers, last year, Austin Eckler was a stud. He was a bona fide stud. And I wanted to pull up Austin Eckler's numbers from last year because the biggest argument I've heard so far against Isaiah Spiller is, oh, well, Austin Eckler's going to eat everything. And he does. He has a lot of usage. But the biggest thing that the team has said is they want to ramp down Austin Eckler's usage some because he's not the biggest back. He's 27 years old, 5'10", 200 pounds. He's an undersized kind of power back. He's not the guy that you want to give all this work to if you can avoid it. In the ground game, um, Austin Eckler had 206 attempts last year. Definitely a lot of room for improvement there. But the biggest piece was Austin Eckler had 94 targets, 70 catches, and the rest of that is history. I think that this team really wants to put forward more of a ground game going forward. I don't think it wants to be their primary primary goal, but I think that they want to try and run the ball a lot more and a lot more efficiently. Because if you look at this team as a total, they only had 400 rushing attempts all last year. And part of the reason why is the guys that they had behind Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, no longer with the team, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, those guys were bad. They just were not good. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for the number two guy that the uh, Los Angeles Chargers have been trying to get for the last couple years. Now, back on Austin Eckler real quick. Last year, from a snap percentage perspective, there were many games where he was over 70% of snaps. And again, as a smaller guy, that's not the case that you want to see him used as. And he did very well with all those snaps, but he did just as fine without as many snaps. So I think that there's more than enough to go around here for both guys. If you get Austin Eckler down to about a 60, maybe 65, 63% snap share, you know, maybe he's getting two-thirds of the carries and touches, I think that's more than enough for Austin Eckler to maintain him going forward because the Chargers don't want to just burn out Austin Eckler. He's such a good weapon for them. Why would they want to just completely run him into the ground? That's the one piece of that argument that never really sticks is 
these guys, most of the time, want these guys to stay healthy so that they can use them more, especially when they're special weapons like Austin Eckler. So I think Austin Eckler is going to get ramped down a little bit in that snap percentage, and that's just going to lead to more opportunity for the number two guy for the Chargers. And like I said, you look at the depth chart, Larry Roundtree and Joshua Kelly just aren't the guys. They lost Justin Jackson. Isaiah Spiller can definitely slot in to a very hefty role as an RB2 for a very good offense. Now, you look at the other side of that. Let's say that that Isaiah Spiller starts as a rookie and is only getting 35-40% of the snap share. I think that the talent is there that he can definitely carve a rollout that it goes up in years going forward but what if Austin Eckler who is a little bit undersized gets injured what happens if all of a sudden all of that usage is gone for him that is a lot of potential for another guy so I think that there's a lot of opportunity for Isaiah Spiller and he's being buried way too far for the potential that he has with the skill set again Going back to college, there was a reason why he was number two off the draft boards with Brees Hall pre-NFL Combine. So I think that uh, if you ignore the draft capital a little bit, the the whole draft process a little bit more, and just base that off of talent and production that he had in college, you would, with me, raise Isaiah Spiller a little bit higher up in your ranking. So that's my thoughts on these two guys. I like them quite a bit. I think that you want to jump on the bandwagon for these two guys early while you still have the opportunity. But yeah, I think that there's a lot of upside going forward and these two are going to smash their current ADPs and they're going to be values now compared to in years going forward. So these are the two guys that I'm all in on for 2022 and beyond. But if you wanted to let me know what your thoughts are over on Twitter over on YouTube please make sure again to like comment and subscribe to the video if you can uh, leave it a good positive review tell the podcast about to one friend if you can just to help the podcast grow I'm trying to get this out early that if you notice it's not after dark it's actually pretty early in the morning doing this during my kids nap times just because my sister's wedding is today so shout out to her but yeah I'm excited to go to that and I'm going to be out of commission for tonight so wanted to get this recorded early let me know what your guys thoughts are and thank you guys so much for listening good night